Hello and welcome to the Heart Awake podcast. This is Janessa. It is wonderful to connect with you. As I record this episode, I'm actually sitting in a truck outside. (laughs) Oh gosh, the joys of travel and working from anywhere. (laughs) It, It just, it continues to make me giggle a little bit. Like some of the random places I find myself when I'm recording podcast episodes or putting something out there in the world. And right now it is, uh, just before sunrise. So it's actually really dark outside the truck as I record this and I'm getting cozy. I have my coffee <laughs> that I made earlier this morning when I woke up because I couldn't sleep anymore. I was like, okay, I guess the day is starting. And I decided to go out to the truck and bring my podcast equipment and dive into a message from my heart to your heart about the energy of the moment, which really is in any moment, right? Like we co-create this together across space and time. That's that's the belief that I hold. I really feel that. I feel you. I feel your energy. I feel the ideas and the inspiration flowing through us and through this podcast. And that, again, is just a beautiful part of opening up to the unknown around creation and creativity and being willing to say, okay, I am sitting in a truck in the middle of nowhere (laughs) and just letting it all come through. Um, So it's a beautiful morning right now. I will get into the message that I feel has been placed on my heart to share. And we will also dive into the astrology of the week, December 26th to January 1st. It is just after some holidays here in, in the culture that I live in, right, which is Christmas is a dominant holiday this time of year. We also have New Year's coming around according to the Gregorian calendar, (laughs) right? We have January 1st, this time when people tend to reset. They tend to set those uh, New Year's resolutions, right? Which is just an interesting cultural phenomenon. I find how we just pick a day And yes, there is significance, I do believe, to January 1st and beginning a new year according to our more culturally accepted calendar of the 12 months. And yes, I I do believe that when we set intentions and we set, I guess you could say resolutions, from a place of authenticity, a place of truth, there is power behind that. And it's also fascinating this time of year, I think, to go out into the world, whether it's like going grocery shopping or going for a walk or being outside or or just interacting with people and noticing how these collective energies impact us and influence us so much. And that's part of the message that I want to share from my heart to your heart today which is this idea of how do we navigate that collective consciousness, that collective energy, without getting necessarily sucked into it? How to be in relationship with it, 
in connection with it, because there is value to that, not just living a hermit life, <laughs> although I love the hermit life. Like <laughs> if I had my way, which which is part of what I'm creating in my life, it's basically being in this little bubble of creativity and working with astrology and cards and the planets and connecting with you and also sort of being a recluse <laughs> in a lot of ways. But there is value tremendous value in remaining connected to the world, to other people. So how do we be in relationship with culture, with society, with other people, communities, and not merge with them, right? We see this play out in one-on-one relationships all the time. This idea of codependency, this idea of merging and converging with another person. It doesn't even have to be another person, even though that's what we see uh, talked about a lot on social media and and in pop psychology. (laughs) This applies to every area of our life. Let's take the news. However you consume news and information, whether it's through a traditional television network or it's through these websites online that put out news articles or it's blogs or it's just the influence from social media and other information sources. How do we have enough healthy space and boundaries so we can remain informed about what's going on, but we can also apply our discernment with those sources? Because as we begin to open as we begin to wake up, as we begin to let the light in, right? And and we are doing our work, our inner work, our shadow work, our excavation work. We can sometimes get a bit uh, pulled in to these collective energies and like I said, they show up in all forms. It's relationships. It's it's information. I really look at everything as energy. It is physical form often, and there's so much more beyond that. And how does energy work? Energy works by feeding off of energy. So when we look at these, let's take a very traditional example, because I worked in the business world. I was a business strategist and consultant working with Fortune 100 companies and and had this very different lifestyle than I do now. If you're curious about that, check out other episodes of the podcast where I talk about my story. (laughs) Um, I'm not really connected to that world much anymore, although I do still have friends and, and people I care about who are who are working, you know, more that traditional lifestyle. Um, but when, when I was in business, it was so interesting to see how these corporations, these structures, which ultimately, uh, from one perspective, are just, they're just words on a piece of paper, I mean, like de- defining legally what a company is, what a corporation is. And It's interesting how then these other pieces and components of that get organized around this idea, essentially just this piece of paper defining this company. And and so then people get involved and their energy gets plugged into this system and 
as something grows, it tends to magnetize and attract even more energy. And so even looking at the traditional uh, approach to marketing, marketing is really just an attempt to extract more energy from others, to feed off of energy. I get this image of how when we are being marketed to, whether it's by a person or a company, it's through a commercial, it's through an ad on social media, it's through a website, whatever it is, it's almost as if we have these like tentacles <laughs> coming off of us, right? And we we consciously and unconsciously plug our energy, fuel, and source into these systems. So as you're scrolling through your feed on social media and your eyes, like your vision, your brain gets activated around a particular ad because of the visuals, because of the imagery, because of the colors, the words, whatever it is. And I believe the energy behind that, it's not just what we see. It's also what we don't see. There's almost like this little energetic cord that we are plugging into that system whatever it is, whatever product, whatever company, whatever service. And this happens so fast and it happens all the time. We are constantly allowing our energetic cords to connect with the world around us. And, and when we are asleep to that, when we are not awake, we are not always aware then of how our energy is being used. And I say used in a neutral sense because it's not, we're not victims to this. This is just how energy works. <laughs> this is just how energy flows. The key point is applying more of our consciousness and our awareness to how we are navigating these systems. Okay. And I bring all of this up just to bring it full circle to this idea of culture and society and the holidays and these thresholds that we move over collectively, right? Like this idea of, okay, now we're through one holiday and now we have New Year's and this, this space that we are moving through as a global community, as a global consciousness of, of human beings, but also the world around us, we get to decide what do we want to allow in to influence us? And how do we want to connect? Because there is a lot of learning here. You know, we, we, we learn so much about ourselves by engaging with these systems. We do. But notice when and where and how you feel drained. What relationships, what environments, what situations. And use that information to empower yourself to choose. Do you want to stay in that dynamic? Do you want to continue to connect, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically? Or do you want to reorganize that relationship in some way? To use the example of social media, maybe you want to stay on social media, but you're going to change the structure. You're going to reorganize that relationship so that 
you're only checking your social media once a day. Or you're deleting your app from your phone on the weekends. You have choice in this. You have choice when it comes to the pressure to have a New Year's resolution or to change your life in some way or to do something different or to keep doing something the same way. (laughs) So that's my message today. And this very much applies to the astrology of the week, which we will dive into next. There's a lot going on. Um, but what, what I really want to highlight before we get into the specifics of this week is that astrologically overall, we are in this Venus retrograde journey. We're in this Venus retrograde in Capricorn portal. And so I highly recommend checking out my other podcast and my YouTube videos about this topic because Everything I'm going to share today is also within the context of those themes around how we are, to use that word again, reorganizing, we are reckoning, we are reviewing, and we are reevaluating our relationships, our relationships with other people, our relationships with money and wealth, our relationships with our body, with resources. So just know that that is playing out. So look at Capricorn in your birth chart, see what house it's in, and dive into that. I'm seeing that in my life so much as a Sagittarius rising with Capricorn in my second house. I'm seeing that with my partner who has Capricorn in his ninth house. (laughs) I'm seeing that all over the place, how these general themes become actionable and they, they become even more potent and powerful when we look at it through the lens of our own chart. So with that being said, let's get into the transits um, specifically that are happening this week. We start the week on December 26th with Mercury and Capricorn forming a sextile with Neptune in Pisces. This is very much related to everything I was just saying (laughs) around the relationship between our mental structures, that's Mercury and Capricorn, mental being Mercury, structures being Capricorn, and the collective spiritual evolution and experience, which is Neptune. And in Pisces, this spiritual journey, this idea of how do we evolve over time? How do we change over time? Not just in the physical sense, but in the energetic sense. And a sextile is an interesting aspect because what makes it different from a trine is that a trine is more of an energetic flow. Things just sort of naturally unfold. A sextile is energetic flow. It is considered more of a positive aspect in astrology, and it requires some form of action. An opportunity presents itself, There's a knock at our door and we have a choice point. Do we open the door? (laughs) Do we do something with that invitation? We don't have to. But notice on December 26th and around December 26th, what opportunities are starting to open up for you? 
And these may happen very quickly. I, I find that a lot with a sextile. It's sort of like, oh, it's here and then it's gone. <laughs> and if you miss that opportunity, I don't even like to use the word miss. I don't really think there's any miss. Don't worry. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> Life is cyclical. Life is spiralic. If things are magnetized to you and you continue to hold that energy of whatever you're calling in, whatever you're manifesting, whatever you're intending, it will circle back to you in some way, shape, or form. But notice what is happening on Sunday around that theme with Mercury and Capricorn and Neptune and Pisces. And what does it really mean to infuse our granular plans, which is Mercury and Capricorn energy, with this idea of inspired faith in action, which is connecting that with Neptune and Pisces energy. Then on Tuesday, December 28th, we have more energy moving around with the sign of Pisces. <laughs> we have Jupiter moving into Pisces. According to traditional astrology, Jupiter rules the sign of Pisces in addition to Sagittarius. And this is a longer transit. Jupiter moves into the sign of Pisces on December 28th. It will be there until May 10th, 2022. So we've got a few months here. And what's interesting about these planetary cycles, as I said, everything is spiralic, everything is cyclical. This is, you could almost consider it the second chapter of three chapters with Jupiter and Pisces. We got a bit of a preview of this transit May 13th to July 28th, 2021, when Jupiter was in Pisces, before it moved back into the sign of Aquarius during its retrograde phase. So notice what was happening for you in Pisces with Piscean energy, May 13th to July 28th. And I really see this as an opportunity to continue to create more space for play and creativity in our lives. How much do you really let yourself play with your imagination? Jupiter and Pisces can be an ally in helping us notice where we can create more space for that and how we can explore that, not just individually, but also in community with other people. The final chapter of this three-part series will happen October 28th to December 20th, 2022, so almost a year from now. Ways that I see these cyclical or spiralic or, or these different chapters of planetary transits occur is that usually the first go-around is some sort of setting the stage, including different characters, different people. The second chapter... Second phase is usually the peak in energy, the culmination. And then the third is a wrap-up period, some sort of integration. And we see this play out with retrogrades as well, not just planetary movements um, in general. Um, but with a retrograde, there can be some sense of bringing the past back into the present moment for greater reflection. And to use that idea as a transition and a segue into what's happening on December 29th, we feel that a little bit more with some of the retrogrades like Mercury, Mars, Venus, where they have a bit more of a condensed timeline. With a Jupiter retrograde, 
Uranus retrograde, Neptune retrograde, we're talking longer timelines. I mean, even as I described the Jupiter patterns with moving into Pisces and then moving out of Pisces with its retrograde, I mean, that that all started May 13th of 2021. And we won't wrap up that third phase until December 20th, 2022. So that's like a year and a half. <laughs> Venus retrograde phases are much shorter. The actual retrograde itself is 40 days. And we're in the middle of that, or about a third of the way through, is what I was sharing earlier in this episode. And on Wednesday, December 29th this week, Venus retrograde forms a conjunction with Mercury and Capricorn. On that same day, Mars in Sagittarius forms a sextile with Saturn in Aquarius, and the Sun in Capricorn forms a square with Chiron in Aries. So three different planetary transits all happening on the same day. My synthesis and interpretation of this energy is that there's an opportunity to reflect on any loose threads we may have from past relationships and current connections with other people that are no longer aligned with our values. This is a reflection, though. Be mindful of a desire to react rather than respond. Urgency is something that, <laughs> I mean, sometimes there, there are urgent things truly in our physical reality, right? Like when you're when you're crossing the street <laughs> and a car is coming, like an urgent response is to like get out of the way. <laughs> that sense of urgency is very real. Sometimes <laughs> our minds create a sense of urgency that is a little bit of an illusion. Like is it really that necessary to move that fast. So I just bring that up because our minds are going to have some sort of narrative or story around what is happening on December 29th. Listen to what your heart also says. Sense what your body feels, okay? Creating this wisdom from our past experience that Venus retrograde is excavating for us, allowing to come to the surface of our consciousness and our awareness, creating that wisdom does not always mean we need to follow every invitation to return to the past. We can reflect on the past, be clear with yourself, discern for yourself, do I really need to return to the past? And that leads us into Thursday, December 30th, when Mercury forms a conjunction with Pluto and Capricorn. So there's a lot going on with Mercury this week, a lot going on in the sign of Capricorn. And whenever Pluto's involved, <laughs> there, there is this underworld journey. There's this shadowy aspect, and it's not a bad thing. In fact, often our greatest opportunities are found in the shadows when we're willing to do the work to go there and to transform from that point and that space within who we are. And so observe specifically, because Mercury's involved, how the shadows in your mind can shape shift and change form. When you are in the dark and your eyes are adjusting to the lack of light, 
the physical space around us can seem to change, right? Like furniture, <laughs> we don't always see it, or we kind of see the outline of something down the hallway. It's that feeling that I'm getting from this transit. And there's no need to fear the darkness or the shadow. There's no need to to fear these mental patterns that may be coming up this week that we experience. Because when we recognize how our mind works, and often <laughs> when we recognize the absurdity <laughs> of the own or our own mental gymnastics that we go through, <laughs> we can actually extract ourselves from whatever it is. We can extract ourselves from that pattern, from that connection, from that relationship, from particular habits that are no longer aligned with who we are. And it's actually, it's an opportunity to really let some dark humor come through this Mercury and Pluto conjunction. Let shadow, <laughs> let the grit, let what is difficult be a little funny too. Transformation is not just painful. It doesn't have to just be painful. Making changes in your life doesn't have to be just painful or difficult. There can actually be this dimension or this energy of pleasure in the discomfort and pleasure in the pain. I had a little experience of this recently. I was, <laughs> I always know when I'm really letting myself be present with my emotions and not getting caught up in my head about my emotions, but rather I'm in my body, just letting myself feel them. I, I know that's happening for me when there's a bit of pleasure around that release. I was crying the other day <laughs> and I cry probably like, a few times a week, <laughs> just letting energy move. And, and I was laying down on the bed and I was just letting myself cry. You know, I was having some sadness come up and rather than getting in my head about it, I let my body feel it. I let my body move that energy so it wouldn't get stuck. So it wouldn't just like hang out in my system. And it felt really good. Like there was pleasure there to have that release. Yeah. So let yourself feel that. Give yourself permission to release those emotions, which actually is a great transition into what is happening on Friday, December 31st, when the moon forms a conjunction with Mars and Sagittarius. Now, I say a lot, like, feel your emotions, feel your feelings, let that energy move. Also, keep in mind, when we allow our emotions to guide our actions, as the only source of input information, we often lose sight of the bigger picture. Our emotional experience is one part of us. And when we begin to wake up, there can be a lot of energy and desire to like feel the feels, <laughs> right? Because we've been shut down. We've been numbed out by just how our society is structured, our own personal trauma, just the absurdity, again, of, of life here on earth at times. We, we lose connection with our bodies and with our emotions. And so when we tap back in, when we start to open up, it's like, oh, I'm just going to feel everything. And there's even this narrative in spiritual communities and in personal development where it's like, oh, just 
just feel, just like feel your feelings, feel what's here. And that's beautiful. But like, it's, it's one thing. It's one part of your experience. So I say that because sometimes when planets are in a conjunction like the moon and Mars on Friday, December 31st, there's a fusion, there's a merging of those energies. And we don't need to necessarily get carried away by our emotions. Okay. I I get this image always of Mars with, with this warrior energy and a warrior, a very adept, skillful warrior knows how to diffuse situations, diffuse the energy before it becomes overwhelming. Now, the last transit I want to talk to you about is on Saturday, January 1st, as we bring in the new year, the sun is in Capricorn and it's forming a trine with Uranus and Taurus. What I want to say about this to wrap up one of the most important things from this episode, (laughs) the more permission we give ourselves to embody our truth every moment, the more capacity we have to actually move energy through us, life force energy, creative energy through our physical bodies, as well as influence how it functions in the world around us. So what lights you up? What, what helps you feel connected? What, feels, what helps you feel plugged in to your life force energy? Honor that. Create more space for that in your daily life. This is one of the most important things we can do as human beings is to let go of expectations around how things should look and instead ask ourselves, how do I want to show up in this moment? So I hope this was helpful. This is a lot of information. I'm sending you a huge energetic hug. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review. Share it with a friend. That's always appreciated. Always, always. I'm so grateful for you and our connection. If you want more information, check out my website, janessanickel.com. I've got lots of astrological goodies there. Find me on Instagram, YouTube, etc. And until we connect again, from my heart to your heart, I love you.